This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! Another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack Fritz, I got nothing to say. How you doing? I got, I, I, like, how you doing? That, nothing's happened. Nothing's changed since we last talked. We'll, we'll get into some stuff coming up. But the, I got I got no lead right now. There's wow. no lead. I got no lead, man. Wow. I know, I know you do because you're going to talk about some, you know, uh, 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 you know, the 13th ranked, uh, far, you know, far, well, shouldn't, he should not be that low, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is the future, uh, uh, favorite player of, of your future child or whatever, you know, take you're going to have on it. I know you're ready for this, but I, I don't have much to say other than how you doing, buddy. Well, I think the offseason positive. See, you know, the last couple of years, we'd still be talking about free agency. Oh yeah, buddy. And we'd still be doing the whole, like, well, could they sign this guy? Who's this guy that now like our big debate is like, do you want Adam Duvall to 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 to, to round out the roster? Um and it's it's interesting. It's an adjustment. And really how I view high hopes right now is that it it's a it's a time where you and I and the people that like this podcast, you know, we all just come together for once a week and just catch up with our lives, you know? Like I like that. It's, I like that. It's just like, talking about your parenting class the other day. Yes, I have to get into that. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah. Oh, I got you, buddy. That's what I'm here for. Honestly, I, I'm far more interested in that than, than I mean, in anything to say Phillies because it's too early to, like, do the lineup stuff. Like, it just feels forced right now. We're going to do it all. Like, you're right. I think we should just say hi and catch up. How are you, buddy? <laughs> well, things are good. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. We are, as of this morning, officially closer to the 2023 the first pitch of 2023, oh, then we are the last pitch of 2022. Now, I'm not sure what happened in the last pitch of 2022. You know, um, in my mind, the World Series ended after Game Three. You know, so I don't, I don't remember what happened. And, and three game series, we won it. Two, yes, Phillies are World yes. Series champions. You don't remember the parade? It was, it was pretty great, Jack. Yeah, um, yeah, and um, I don't remember. You, know, I, I still to this day, you know. James, I think you have described me as like a glutton for punishment when it comes to Phillies fandom. Like I, I, I like it in a way. Like that I like feeling the pain all over again. Yeah, yeah. There's a little little masochism there, you might say. You know, Phillies even, masochism. Even is that, a, is that a is that a term that we can coin here? And better question is that a term we want to coin here? I don't Phillies think so. masochism. <laughs> well, especially because we turned over a new leaf with this team. I mean, now they're great. I mean, what have we got nothing to complain about? You're right. Um, but even I have not. I I still have not seen a, a replay of the Jordan Alvarez home run. Like it's uh, it's one yeah. of the. See, I I have not purposefully, but it's it's. Well, we, I, I I know when I saw. It, I was like, wait, when did I see it? I saw it during the yearbook. You so you turned away. I turned away. Yeah, I didn't see it. Okay, that makes sense because I was like, wait, I didn't think I had seen it, but I definitely did see it recently. Yeah. Where did I see it? Yeah, it's in the yearbook. I don't Which, plan on you know, questionable choice by the yearbook team. I mean, they did a great job, obviously, as we talked about last pod, but maybe uh, don't show us that. I don't know. Yeah, like we don't need it to be, you know, we don't need it to be realistic. Just, just, yeah. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. You, 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 you do the, the game three and the homers and the barrage and maybe a, a shot of, of me injuring my ankle, which is still injured. To, you know, I mean, seriously, this is the biggest game. milky of an injury I've seen I, in my I'm entire wearing, life. I, I'm wearing the boot at home again. Cause it's oh, my God, insane. dude. I know. I know. Um, but here's what you do. You do that whole game, and the Phillies are up 2-1, and then and they lost. But here comes Trey Turner, and that's it. Like, one line. Obviously, here's what you Ready? I got it. All right, ready? For next time this happens, which hopefully is never, because hopefully we win the World Series next time. But for the yearbook team, ready? It's it's game three happens, excitement. The you know bank is rocking. Everyone's going crazy all that, and oh what a lead! And then two one, and obviously, unfortunately, we couldn't close it out, and we lost. But and then you pivot to next year. Boom! No highlights, no nothing. We don't need to see anything else from it. We all know. Boom! Right? Wouldn't that have been better? Well, and 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 to be fair. As someone has watched these before, I'm pretty sure that's what they did in 09, 10, and 11. Like, I don't think, I don't, now I might be wrong, but I don't think they showed Howard on the ground. 
with the with the Achilles in eleven. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't see it. I, you know, I've not frequented the yearbooks like you, but I, it would be crazy if they did. Why do we don't want to? This is see. There's there's uh, look. I get it when it's a uh, you know a thirty for thirty or it's like a sports documentary or something that is meant to be this impartial document or or cataloging of this great event or this great team or this moment or whatever. Like I get it. You got to show it all in that case. This isn't that this is Philly's porn. Like this is just for us. Like this is only for not one single non Phillies fan will watch the yearbook. Like no one wants it. Like play to your audience, Jack. Am I right? Well, there's that. Um, like we don't, again, we, we don't, <laughs> we don't need journalistic integrity. That's not, that is not what we do on this podcast. Like we don't need the whole story. Um, and at that point, like, you know, we just, we, 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 we know how it ended. You know what I mean? Like, I know everyone's yeah, seen we're it. We're all there. We're we, all there. We know exactly how it ended. Um, and I, and I don't think we need, now neighbor Dan, even I haven't done this, but neighbor Dan did buy the world series DVD. So like, I guess he would constitute as the one that wants the entire story. Um, <laughs> which is not surprising. That is how we ultimately found out about the massive slight to us. Yes. So, you know, yeah. it's good that we knew about that at least, no, you know, cause I, that has to be continually brought up and and mentioned so it doesn't happen again. Yes. Um there is it's it's probably the biggest single slap in the face I've ever gotten um as a member of the media at this point was Elliot Shore Parks being in the World Series DVD over you or I. Like I know I know I was accused accused James of being a me guy during Harper Lent. <laughs> Um, I, I know there was that. Why, why were you accused? Was there anything that you did that, that warranted that or? Well, for new listeners of the podcast. <laughs> During Harper Lent, yes, the, the, uh, revolutionary idea that, uh, brought Bryce Harper to Philadelphia. Um, I was asked by, uh, someone for like some San Francisco website, you know, about it, how to come about, you know, what's going on with it. And I said, you know, me and the guy I do the, the me and the guy I do the podcast with, like we it became up with it. It's our bid, and 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 Philadelphia has has rallied behind it. Um, now now I still don't I still don't see where the slight is, frankly. Um, you know, like I'm speaking to a San Francisco website. I didn't think I had to say, you know, James Seltzer of Philadelphia, PA. Let, let me spell that for you. S E. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, the funniest part too he has is that two I didn't dogs even know at that about point. it. I didn't even know about it, but everyone came to it was it was people getting outraged for me, which really made me my warm my heart. You know, I didn't even know about it. And all these people were sending me like clips of like it and being like circling the words and being like look at this and i was like ah okay i see how it is yeah so even me with with someone that has had uh me guy accusations in the past even i was like you know at least get seltzer on there you know if it's not me at least be seltzer it being elliot is is just so disingenuous to the sport of baseball <laughs> <laughs> it's, a real, it's a real slap in the face. Not not just to us, but I mean, well, to the it's probably but. like you know, MLB. You know, they've gotten better the last couple of years of, you know, letting media members you know actually have fun talking about baseball. So it's not just the old like ah analytics yada yada yada. Um, and I would say that we are the faces of that in Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> and I think we've we collectively have brought the fan base into the 21st century when it comes to, to baseball and how it should be played today and, and whatnot. And to not, I mean, self-proclaimed leaders of a movement. Um, if I'm not mistaken, right, Jack, to not reward us with being in the world series DVD and, and, and on the other hand, reward a guy who has mocked baseball, um, frankly, <laughs> and just, just learned about the Phillies in October is is very disappointing. Now I will say, uh, the union made up for it, and they sent me a Christmas card. And Elliot, I heard about this. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's so good. <laughs> Honestly, it makes me like the union way more than I did. I, I like the union. Right? I'm not a huge soccer guy, but I, you know, obviously go union whenever. But but I like them more now. Like I'm more in on the union. That was hilarious. Yeah. So I, I don't know which is the bigger slight: me getting a union Christmas card or Elliot being in the World Series DVD. Uh, I mean, it's the World Series. Yes, DVD it is. 100%. I mean, one's the World Series and one's a card. 
you know, and the MLS. I mean, let's be honest, yeah, you know, definitely. And, I mean, but and think about it this way: like, think about. Uh, I've, I'm going to continue on this. Um, I and mean, we got nothing else to talk about. We could do this for thirty and get out. I think that should work. <laughs> but, but, but 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 think about this aspect. And I, I'm sure you haven't thought about this, but I have. Um, I, I'm sure I have not. Whatever you're about to say, yeah. Think about the children. That. <laughs> no, I definitely haven't. I de- honestly, if you had given me. <laughs> A thousand guesses there. It would not have gotten to think about the children. So expound. Okay. Just think about the children that are going to be, that were like me growing up. That ah, I, yes. That I would, I would watch all these DVDs and I would be like, oh, who's that brilliant baseball mind that is, that is talking <laughs> like, let me, like the Tom Verducci's. You know the Jason Starks, the Peter Gammons, the super. Those. Who was the super old guy that was like a baseball? That that I, I don't. I, this is like the worst thing to do on a visual podcast. But just envision the oldest looking baseball writer you could think of. He was always on the uh, ESPN All Century like videos from way back in the day. Like just the oldest possible looking baseball writer. Like this. By the way, quick side note. I think that's the dumbest thirty seconds I've ever done on this podcast. Was what I just did. <laughs> Like, I don't think I've ever done anything dumber than what I just did the last 30 seconds. Like, no one has any idea of what I'm talking about. I was enjoying it, to be honest. I, for what it's worth, I was right. I was locked in with you. I, yeah, I know. Right there I know. You. But I was like, this is the. You this were, is... It started to meander a little bit. I know. It started. It was like, all right. I think his name. You know, I'm going to make it even worse. I think his name is Frank. I think his name is. Fra- <laughs> Wait, was it DeFrank? Hold on. Was there someone named DeFrank, baseball writer? Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Oh, now, what the heck was his name? That, it's throwing me off from his actual name. Um, he's a super old guy. That... Yeah, I know. I know. It's Frank something. Um, uh, <laughs> I know who you're talking about, but you, you, I think it's Frank does something yes. or something. Yes. And, but it's throwing me off that I can't get Frank to Ford, Frank to Ford. Thank you. It's something like that. Yes. I think that's, I it. think that's him. Anyway, he seemed to be in all those videos growing up that I was watching like, you know, Gehrig and Aaron and Mays, like all the, the, these, this century. Uh, dude, I loved that. Like Mel Allen. I watched so many of those Mel Allen, like the Mel Allen 500 home run club video, the Mel Allen 3000 hit club. I watched all the twib, you know, like episodes of this week in baseball. All that stuff was so great. It was so great. Yeah. So th- I, so think about the kids, you know, Verducci, Stark, Gammons, DeFord or DeFrank. I think it's DeFord. I think you're right. And then Elliot Shoreparks. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like that's 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 really what does it for me. It's like the kids are gonna be like, oh wow, let me go look up and see what he see what he's got on Twitter, and it's gonna be some stupid Eagles tweet, you know? Yeah, or 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 t- saying tweeting recently that that all pizza is the same. It's like stop, just stop tweeting. Don't do that. Yeah, he can't stop help himself. It. He can't help himself. So, um, the good part about it, James, is that we're clearly over it. Um. And uh, it's it's it, we're not viewing it as a massive slight to the brand, but um, I have no idea how I'm going to transition out of what we just talked about back to whatever our main topic for this podcast was. We, we didn't have a main topic. So. Yeah. No, so we're good. You're good. I think we were just uh, we were really just complaining about Elliot being on the DVD and not us. Yes. You know, I th- somehow I've spent the, the majority of this podcast doing that. Oh. What a listen. What a listen. <laughs> What a listen this is going to be, buddy. I know what I was going to ask you. Will, so is there any loss in this upcoming Eagles run that, like, I just, I don't know how to feel about the World Series yet, James. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to feel about them losing the World Series yet. Like, when it first happened, I was crushed, and it was like, that stinks, and... Um, you know, I think they kind of blew an opportunity here to ultimately, you know, steal a World Series in, in, a, in a sense. Um, and then I would say like the, the two weeks out, I was like, you know what? That was freaking awesome. I watched all the highlights, like time in my life, you know, and, and I miss it so much and I want it back. And, I, and I, I, it's almost like I've gotten over this, the sting of the loss. And the only thing that would make it more painful, James, it, it's one of those things where it's going to age painfully. Like, I wasn't alive in 93, but I'm sure that... And sorry to make you feel old again, but mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure yeah, that... We're back to what we do. I'm sure that in, like, 94, 95, like, you were thinking, oh, we'll get back. Like, we'll get back. We'll get back. 
Um, and it wasn't until they went into the depths of terrible baseball that you were like, well, damn it. Like, that was our only yeah. only run. Yeah. And the the difference is, obviously, that this team is just much more well-positioned. Um, but at the same time, you know, it was... It's hard! It's hard! It's really it's hard. hard. Freaking, like, you... So, it's funny that you're bringing this up. So, like, because I actually... I've thought about it a lot, and the thing that sticks with me was was what you said right after it happened. Like, that's kind of what stuck with me the longest. The 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 they they had a a golden opportunity where 8000 unbelievable things went their way and they came up short and it's really hard to get back into it again like that that i i it will go down as one of my favorite phillies teams of all time it will go down as my favorite run of all time just because of what we got to do and the experience we had. Um, but I think it's also like going to be maybe my most painful loss too, if that makes sense. But does it feel painful right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Interesting. I, I, it really does. It still does. I, I, again, be, and to your point, I think with each year they don't win, it will be like they well, need they to could. win to erase it. Like yes. they need to win or else each year it like it'll feel that much more painful and look it could have more painful losses and hopefully we don't but i mean that you know i think they'll make the playoffs i'm excited for the possibility and the the, the what could happen and they're battle tested and you know i am hopeful and i i do think they have a real chance but like if they don't win one it i think it's such a great point by you like you know the more we're talking this out i think like each year it'll be harder and harder to to not feel more that it was a missed opportunity than it was, uh, you know, uh, than it was just like, oh, great run. You well, know what I mean? And you know what's going to be, you, you know what's going to hurt in a way, James, is that when they make the playoffs again, whether it's, I hope it's this year, um, obviously, like it'd be devastating if they don't. Um, but the, the, the difference between the next time they make the playoffs and what happened last year is that there was no expectations. And and now it's going to be like, okay, go in and create that magical run and get us back to the World Series like you did. Now, there are teams like the um the 14-15 Royals that, you know, got to the World Series, lost, and then went back and won it. And it's like, that's the perfect outcome of this whole entire thing. Yeah, uh, totally. Obviously not, like, tearing it down and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, now it, it it's, it's so hard to recreate the magic that that team had. And it's going to yeah. take longer, I think. For the, like, the city will be more in on the regular season. The city will be, um, you know, the, like, the the ballparks will be more filled up. But I also think there's going to be a bit of a portion that's going to be like, all right, we'll hurry up and win. And and that was the difference of, of, of that mindset versus coming out of nowhere, going on a run, and the city being like, I need to watch the fills right now. Like, I need to see what they're going to do next. And, and that's the part that kind of, that kind of sucks is that you almost had to go through the 10 years of pain and misery to get to the point where it's like, this is freaking incredible. And you know, when they make the playoffs again, it's just going to, if they don't win it again and they don't get to the world series, it's just going to make everything that much more painful. And it's going to make this age, this, this loss age worse. Um, but what, but where I'm going with this is, I know this isn't an Eagles podcast, but I was thinking about it today. Like, how, like this Eagles team is so good. How do you view what an Eagles lost this year? If it's like in the Super Bowl, it's like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Like, we're going to be back. NFC Championship game, is that crushing? Is that like one of those losses that we look back on, like Rondé Barber, Joe Carter, Howard Achilles? You know, is it going to be one of those? Or is it going to be like 08, where like they lost in the NFC Championship game, but it's not like something that people always bring up? So, first and foremost, such a sign of what this Phillies offseason is that you're bringing up freaking Eagles topics on high hopes. Just, 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 I mean, really hammer that home. Uh, um, you know, scroll down in your pod feed. You might see a pod called "Who Cares About the Eagles." Well, hold on. Uh, not that. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to combine the Phillies <laughs> losing in the World Series. Versus it. how, no, it's, it, how it, it's actually it, look. It's actually a really apt and interesting comparison and thing to think about. 
Um, it's just hilarious because you know you're you're the the no Eagles guy. Um, but I, yeah, again, um, again, I I believe it or not, I do like the Eagles. I know you do. I'm saying on this pod, you know, you're not the one to bring it up. Um, all right. Um, so I actually, I, I actually think that the the reason you bring it up is, is how I feel like I, with the Eagles, the way I look at it is, you know, on a, on a basic level, you know, I think Hertz and Sirianni, if you believe they're the guys and I do, then, then I think this season in some ways is, is successful already in the idea that you found those two. And that's the most important thing in the sport. But I honestly think, and I know it would be quote unquote, a successful season if they lost in the NFC championship game. And I know that if they get to the Super Bowl, like it can't be disappointing or anything. It's like, wow, what a great year. Everyone thought they would win, you know, nine games or 10 games or 11, maybe whatever. Um, now they're, they're in the Super Bowl. But I actually really think that, you know, and I, I felt this way really most after the, ironically enough, the, the Giants game that made it, you know, 12-1 or whatever when they beat him 48-22. to and, and it hasn't really changed even with the injuries because the guys are coming back. I, I'm kind of going to be disappointed with this Eagles season if they don't win the Super Bowl almost no matter what. And well, I think will part it, of that is- will it match the Phillies losing the World Series? Like which which would bring no, oh, which would no, bring no, no 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 the Philly the, it won't be I won't I won't be as crushed as that that Phillies loss. No. So there's no. so so they lose the Super Bowl just like the Eagle the Phillies lost in the World Series. You're more crushed by the World Series loss. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that that there's a ton of reasons for that, but absolutely. What no about question. what about when the Flyers <laughs> just kidding. Uh, just kidding. No, no. Kidding. Uh, well, what's interesting is that because, like, bringing this to, to all the the sports now, which is what we do here, WIP, um, is is like with the <laughs> <laughs> with the Sixers is that it's pretty much just like. What are you doing? It's great. Well, I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm looking at the expectations for all the teams, right? And the expectations for the Phillies were just like, this is freaking awesome. But it's also, yeah, I get it. But it's also now, little, now, now it's win the World Series. But now it's win the World yeah, Series, yeah. which and, and I, the Sixers, it's you know win win the second round. And I, and I and there's a part of me that wonders, like, are we gonna get to a point with this Phillies team if they don't get it done in the next couple of years, where it's like, wake me up when you get there? Because that's where that's where I feel like a lot of the fan base is with the Sixers. It's just like. Yeah, you you know, like wake me well, up when you get out of the second it, round. But, but the Eagle, I mean, the Phillies just last year had m- multiple rounds more success than the Sixers have had. Of course, like, the Sixers thing I think is that they they haven't gotten past the second round. They were the one seed the one year. Embiid's been MVP candidate for years now and all that, and like they even get past the second round. So I think it's a different situation where I do think the Phillies will have that pressure on it, but I think the Phillies is just one year they made the playoffs and it was an unexpected great run at the end. I think people will like I think people's expectations while they'll say they want them to win the World Series, I think people will go into next year expecting them to make the playoffs. I don't think people will expect them to win the World Series. I think they will think they can. I think that that you know obviously some people will but I think on the whole, I don't think the the expectations will jump to what you're talking about quite yet. I think it's a couple more years of this, and then they're fully there. You know what I mean? Whereas with the Sixers, and it's not even win the championship. Like the Sixers, we just wanted to get past the second round of the playoffs because it's every year, you know. So I think it's a little different. I get your point, but I think it's a little different. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but my overall point is just win the World Series. It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, it shouldn't be the that big hard. Take is 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 when you have an opportunity to. You know, become legends, become legends. Yeah. Like that, that's pretty much it. You know, and um, we said that we said that in the World Series, we said that exact thing and, and they tried and, you know, they came up short against a more talented team. But, um, you know, if it, it, it I think the the uh, I'm happy you said it this way, the age poorly things. I think the most interesting thing we've talked about in this whole conversation is that you are absolutely right that if they don't win. Twenty twenty two will will age poorly in that way. We will look back, like, we'll always love that run and we'll have fond memories and we'll love that team and that group of guys and dancing on my own and the whole thing and the bank. And if you, any person was in the building for any of those games, you know, maybe other than a couple, which we won't talk no, about, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll have such fond memories of all that. But I do think that if they don't win the World Series and we move further and further away from it, there, it was going to be a, a more bitterness than sweet to that bittersweet memory, you know? Yeah, I will say, I, 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 I all this is just making me think about how legendary it's going to be 
when when Bryce is going down Broad Street leading the float. Oh, oh my god, dude. I can't wait. I can't wait. I like seeing seeing Bryce Harper play playoff baseball again is now like the single thing I care most about outside of maybe some Zoe related things, but that's close. Like otherwise, like it's just, it's the number one thing I want. Like a, a, a like a micro versus macro in this with Harper being the macro. Like, let me explain it this way. Like, last night watching that football game, the Cowboys and Bucks, you know, I'll do my own cross. Two one five five nine two nine four. Make right. sure you put the phone um, number out. Like I, in a moment in a game, I, I, I may never have been more excited in my life for the fourth and fifth kicks. And obviously he made the fifth, but when he missed the fourth, it was just, such an epic moment to miss your fourth straight in a game. Like I was so excited. Like I was, it was my favorite thing that happened all year. Like I couldn't wait in that game. All I wanted was like, I was actually like, Dallas scored touchdown just so I could see this freaking extra point attempt here. Like that's how I feel about Bryce Harper. Like nothing else in the baseball season. I'll, I'll care about other things, but nothing will matter as much as just needing to see that dude in the playoffs again. Like I need it now. Like yeah. that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Well, and obviously, you know, him dominating. Like, like him well, just, point. yeah, absolutely. That's the point. I want to see him do it again. Yeah. Like, do, do it again. I know. A couple show. with that. Couple Put on a show for us, Bryce. Yeah. A couple with that will be, uh, Andrew Painter's first playoff start is, oh, it's been, oh. it's been something. Oh. It's been something I've been thinking about a lot recently. Like, you know, him coming up and morphing into like the next ace of possibly major league baseball like you know uh, i think it was gelb it was one of, I, I i'm sorry if i forget who it is i because i do but someone wrote i think I you're like i'm sorry if i forget i uh, should say i'm sorry that i forget i think it was <laughs> i think it was gelb but there's been three i think there's been three teenagers since like 1980 that have pitched in major since 1990 that have pitched in major league baseball and like he could be the fourth one, like Felix Hernandez, um, Kershaw, and was it Todd Van Poppel? Is that who it was, James? I mean, you're old. Yeah, Todd. Look at you, Todd Van Poppel. Yeah, he was a legit, legit guy. Uh, didn't work out. Became a reliever at a certain point and all that. But yeah, but it's good, like good pull there. But we're thinking about this kid could come like, and the way they're they're not like they're not downplaying any of the Andrew Painter stuff. Like it, it, it I, I kind of. Th- my read at the end of last year when they were talking about it, I was like, yeah, I, I get it, but like, this is a pretty big ask for a 19-year-old. And ever since then, everything you've seen written about him is like, no, he's going to be in the rotation. <laughs> it's like, what planet are we living in right now? The guy who was in high school uh, two years ago by the time the season starts is now expected to be a major contributor on a team that has world series aspirations. And when you go through the, 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 the starting staff, you're like, all right, Wheeler, Nola Ranger. That's a great one, two, three. And I'm guilty of this too, James, dude, what if Andrew Painter is just ridiculous? And it's like, so you, and if then, 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 then Taiwan Walker becomes your five. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's freak. I, I, I keep having to. <laughs> I can hear the excitement. I keep having to calm myself down because it's like, all right, he's probably going to throw 100 innings this year. I don't want to get ahead of myself. We've seen young pitchers come up all the time and struggle, and and it's usually like takes a couple years, figures it out, figures out the game, comes back and is dominant. Like that's the like honestly, in a perfect world, James, he comes up, struggles. Not in a perfect world. In a in a in a in a perfectly fine, realistic world that we've seen a million times over with pitching prospects, come up, struggle, maybe get sent down, and then like two years from now is when they pop. Like that's how it usually works for pitching prospects. Um, but there's also a chance that he's just so like stupid good that he comes up and easy he's already he's, he, could, he could easily surpass like ranger and nola and then it's 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 he's right at the top of the rotation like the way he's talked about the way they talk about the maturity the, the mechanics the the command 100 miles an hour like his strikeout rate his walk rate it's all freaking absurd and we we actually have a mega prospect james we actually have well, a, it, a he's the real best. One. I mean, he's the best pitching prospect in baseball now. MLB.com, Adam, MLB Pipeline. He's like number one now. He's yeah. Adam Grayson. Well, late. He's the number, we have the number one pitching prospect in the sport on the Phillies. Like the number one, like the best one, the, the top guy. And the part that made me even happier was that Abel is in there too. 
you know? Yeah, nine. Yeah. Nine, too. Like, that's not low. No. And, Jack, I think it's so it's a really fascinating thing because I, it's one of those where, to your point, you know, and look, I think the expectation should be set at what you said, that it is likely he will not just come up and dominate. Like, he might be fine. He might be good. He might be whatever. But, like, up and down, up and down is, is, is just what normally happens with these guys. But, 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 when you are this good, this young, like when you're pitching at the level that he's been pitching at as good as he's been pitching. I mean, that's w- w- either, either as a hitter or a pitcher, like when you're 19 and you're this elite, this ready for the majors. I mean, those are the guys who become inner circle hall of famers. You know, so the guys who become 10 time all-stars like more often than not when you're this uh, precocious, so to speak, like you end up being a great player, like outside of injuries and stuff. Like it's more often than not, you know, the guys who come up at this age and can can compete at this age, you're it means you're you're truly great and have a chance to have a truly great career. And obviously, again, you know, pitchers and injuries and all that. But um, look, I, I he has. A, I mean, look when he comes up, like he after Wheeler has the best stuff on the team, right? I mean, like immediately and like arguably better stuff than Wheeler, like arguably, like he doesn't have the experience and the know-how and the pitching, but just pure stuff. Like this kid is elite, 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 elite. Like he is the best prospect in the sport, the best pitching prospect in the sport, Jack. So yeah, like I I think he could be a real difference maker. It's just a real question. Like, what do you do? How do you, how do you manage this thing? Cause you obviously have to get to the playoffs and obviously it seems like, you know, there's, there's a clear spot for him in this, in this thing, you know, where there's clearly a, a open spot at five and, you know, we're going to see falter and we're going to see guys mix in and out and all that. But like this kid's never pitched that many innings to your point. He's 19 and there's a team that wants to win the world series. And as far as it goes for me, like I want Andrew Painter to, to like, if I have a choice, if I have a hundred innings of Andrew Painter this year, like, I would really like it if like 30 of them were in the playoffs. Like, I don't know if that's a possibility, you know? So like, I, it's a, it's a really, it's a real 30 would be a lot, but you yeah. know what I mean? Let's say, let's say 15 of them in the playoffs, whatever. Like, um, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a high wire act in a lot of ways too. You know, that, that, how do you use them and, and when do you use well, them? Cause remember what happened, you, remember what happened to Strasburg. Of course. And many other guys like that, like that's a, that's a classic ace too. I mean, Mark Pryor, Kerry Wood, we've seen a lot of those guys who get used, you know, heavily earlier in their career and, and just kind of are never the same after it. So for example, um, like in what we're talking about here and now obviously there's some massive examples, you know, like Kershaw ended up being unbelievable and, and he was, came up really, really young. Felix Hernandez came up really young and they, you know, became inner circle hall of famer. Well, Felix is probably, do you think Felix is a hall of famer? I think he is. Yeah. Oh, he's a hall of famer, not an inner circle, but he's a hall of famer. Kershaw's in Kershaw's, you know, one of the three best of a generation, you know, so. But the one prospect I always, that I, that I compare him to, um, and I remember the hype around them was, was really, really big. And, and he had the similar kind of projections of this guy's, uh, um, you know, he's going to be a stud is Giolito. Um, sure. Yeah. It took him a little while. Right. But at the same time, so his last year in, in double a, by the way, this is at 21, 21 years old. He had a 9.1 Ks per nine and he had a walk rate of 4.3 walks per nine. Andrew Painter at double a, at 19 years old, struck out 12 per nine and had a walk rate of 0.6, James. Dude, that's insane, dude. That's like, that, it doesn't seem possible. I mean, Lucas Giolito is the best pitching prospect in baseball. Yes. Like, yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. Dude, yes, he was. Yeah. That's the thing is like, the you know, the, his, his rise. To your point, the talk about the mechanics, the maturity, and, and the pure stuff, and then the numbers, like, it really, like, he should be the number one pitching prospect in baseball. And if he stays healthy, he, like, he's a Hall of Fame talent, like, legitimate Hall of Fame talent. Like, if he, if things go well for Andrew Painter, you know, like, not even, like, best case. Best case is inner circle. Like, that's the kind of talent he has. But if he just, if his career, like, with what he's done to 19, if his career just continues projecting and he stays healthy, like, he'll be a Hall of Famer. 
Like, that's what this is at this age. Forrest Whitley, best pitching prospect in baseball for a couple of years. Injuries uh, hurt him and whatever. But for a long time there, untouchable in trades, was the number one pitching prospect in baseball. We get it. 20 years old at double-A. Uh, 11.6K per nine, 3.8 walk per nine. Well, it's, that's the thing. The .6 walks point is six like... .6 is just insane. It's like, I almost cursed. It's, I was going to say bat crap. You know, it's a bat, you know? Yes. Like, it, it, it is. It's nonsense. Like, that is nonsensical, man. Yes. 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 So... Um, like I, I know that and like Zach Wheeler could go down there and pitch a full season in the minors and probably have a 0.6 walk rate. Yes. Like, what are we doing? Um, and, and, and I think, you know, it's funny. People have asked us like how the pod's going to change. Like as, as we get more, as the team's better now and whatnot. But I would say the biggest change in, in the last couple of years of the podcast is like, I don't really do the, like, I still have my guys with the prospects, but it's not like this guy's going to be the next like superstar. Like, you know, back in my younger days. But it's mm-hmm. like with Andrew Painter, it just slaps you in the face. Like it just slaps you in the face about how good this guy can be. Um, and I, I, it's just it's 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 hard to factor in what they could possibly possibly be getting here, and how much he raises the ceiling for this team. Like we talked a lot about in the last you know off season about going and trading for an ace and how I mean I know I wanted to go get Shane Bieber and whatnot. But like, <laughs> there's a very real chance that 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 Andrew Painter just comes up and is in that class, and then two years from now is like one of the top five pitchers in baseball. Like that's that's what it's we're like talking. Walker Bueller or something, even better. Yeah, Actually, even better. That's even what, better. That's bro. what we're talking about. I was with trying this kid. to be a young guy. I was like, it did that right away, like that. Yeah, it's it's it is freaking insane, man. And uh, yeah, uh, Andrew Painter, not even factoring in. It's like he's in my plans for the 2023 Phillies, um, but like shame on me. It's probably got to be more. Dude, I, I, the real loser in this whole thing is is your poor 2026 Phillies. I know. Platform. I don't even know. It was not even a take. It was like a platform. Um, I couldn't wait. But, you know, I couldn't wait. You did, it turned out you, you didn't have to. Didn't Lucky have you. to. Um, all right. Speaking of, um, um, you know, you're not going overboard with these guys, like you just said, and you're much more cool, yeah, calm, collected. collected yep. And I know, honestly, I mean, we don't, we because the Phillies are good, we don't spend quite as much time talking about like, you know, for example, we're over 30 minutes, whatever, into this pod, and and um, you have not talked about this guy, and and you know, not to to contradict your earlier statement about not going overboard. And honestly, to be fair, this is actually quite underboard for you comparatively. But uh, let me read a tweet from Jack Fritz, and then and then you know we'll finally get to him. Jack Fritz, tomorrow the Phils are officially going to sign Starling Kaba, and I'm not being facetious when I say he's automatically the best hitting prospect in the system, legit star potential. Yeah. Is it go time now? <laughs> <laughs> you went all the time. Saw, dude. Yeah. It is very funny though, because you did. We're like, oh, I don't go I know. I know. You're like, dude, dude's a superstar. Dude, I think Let's he's go. gonna. I think he's gonna be a star. Um, and and some people, some people, Let's go! some people were not happy that I think he's gonna be a star, but whatever. Um, no, I just like like, I I I've, I've watched him for for. Ever since last year, when I saw that they were linked to him, and, it, and everything just looked different. You know, like the last couple of years, I kind of felt like they were looking for more floors and not really ceilings. Um, and every time I watched the kid, whenever I could, like there's not like full games of it or anything. It just every every action he has in the field looked different. I mean, uh, Sal Agastinelli, um says he's the best defensive shortstop he's ever seen. Friend of the pod, yes. Sal Agastinelli, thank you. Uh, you know, coming out and saying that he's the best defensive prospect he's ever seen and and stuff like that, and it's like, yeah, I see it. Like, that's that's what it looks like. He looks, he just looks different, like, quick twitchy-wise than I feel like the last couple last couple of international signings. Now, I know, obviously, you know, 17 years old, he's got to develop and stuff like this, but at the same time, like, you know, we, we watch high school players all the time, and, you know, we evaluate them for the draft, and I keep watching this kid. It's like, yeah, I see it. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously, it's a, a big thing to say the guy has star potential, but um, just comparatively so, like in watching the other guys, it's just like he he just jumps off the screen more. So uh, I can't wait. Like it, it's so fun to think about. They already have a ninety-plus win roster uh, on the major league level, 
but there's just little things under the surface that are starting to to develop that make even more excited. Like that, that, that there's possible waves coming of of young talent now. Whether or not they want to use that for the major league roster or use them in trades, um, like they're just they're just building this thing, and it's so exciting. I mean, uh, I think it was Alex Coffee that had a whole article today about you know what they're building down in Clearwater and how they're building like <laughs> like. They're legitimately calling it pitching and hitting labs. Like, what are we talking about here? It's baseball, but they're doing that stuff. Um, and it's like the, it's it's like they're turning into um, Dodgers ish East in a way. Like it's 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 a big market team that knows how to develop pitching. I mean, they've they've shown that so far is that they they they've figured out and revamped their pitching side, so they have a, a better idea what they're doing there. They have smart dudes in the front office. They got to get the hitting right, but they've they've identified that as a weakness. So I think that they are on the right track to hopefully turn that around. Like this is it's Dodgers Easty in a way of big market team that is doing the right thing, spending money on the surface, but under the surface they're doing all the right things to make it sustainable. And that's the thing that ultimately sunk. The the 08 to 11 Phillies is that there was it was not sustainable. They they pinned all of their hopes on Don Brown, you know, coming up and being the the next guy that could carry him for the next decade. Um, but it's just it's so exciting to think about where this team is headed because I think they're just getting started when it comes from the prospect side. Like I just I I, I believe that like the drafts are getting better. Um, we have the best pitching prospect in the sport. We got another top 10 guy in Mick Abel. We have Griff McGarry, who I'm genuinely surprised wasn't on that list and might, might have a higher upside than Mick Abel. So they, they drafted, you know, two guys in this year's draft. Uh, one of them has, you know, similar comparisons to Devin Williams. You know, if you look at like his changeup stuff, like they are, I I just, I I think they're building it the right way. And I, I think that they're investing in the right things. I think they're spending wisely. I think they're just turning into a, a, a super well-run, smart organization. And I can't believe we're here, James. I, I can't yeah. believe we're here. Yeah. So uh, what I was I was going to say to all that you mentioned before, all the people who are you know, reaching out to you and saying, you know, how's the, how's the pod going to change you know, with this team now and all that? The last two minutes, just clip it. That's it. That, that, that's the change. Dodgersy. Dodgersy. Baseball team stuff, like I don't that. What what a what world are we? What a beautiful thing, Jack. What a beautiful world we're living in, buddy. All right, I have two things. One is I need your help, and by proxy, the listeners' help, because you will speak for them, and I trust you to speak for them. Uh, and I have a, a a Zoe thing that I think you'll enjoy. Uh, take back before we get there. Um. Okay. Well, is is uh, part of what you have? Is it does it have to do with the uh, birthing class I went to on Saturday? Oh, buddy, I was waiting for you to bring it up. No, I had nothing to do with the, the birthing class. I figured you would, <laughs> at some point, All right. Well, I take back or not. Yes. I don't really have anything to take back uh, besides oh, besides. I mean, I figured what else could you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I pretty, much, going on. I pretty much got it all out. Yeah, so um, so Saturday, Jill, Jill and I uh, spent 9 a.m. in the morning until 5 at night, legit, like, work day um doing a uh like a child birthing class like basically it's just like how's it gonna work you know here's what to expect here's what we're doing for you here uh i don't know it was good it was informative um but my problem always in class growing up james was that i would just sit there and if i'm not i i you know i just doze off and start thinking about baseball you know um and i start thinking about the phillies but really, during this, I was like, you know, I gotta start, you know, laying out my the the groundwork for how I'm gonna t- turn uh, my future son into a Hall of Famer. Um, oh, I see it. You sent it to me. Yes, actually. yes, uh, and I have it in front of me. Yeah, the birth plan. Yes, <laughs> yes. This is the baby Fritz birth plan. <laughs> yes, is what I'm like. This is an actual thing that Jack sent me during his like mommy and me class yeah. or whatever. This was. Yeah. yeah. Now let me put the disclaimer out there, like you know. Obviously, if they don't play base, if, if he doesn't play baseball, it's it's mostly fine. I think um, <laughs> it's mostly fine. Um, but obviously, it'd be it'd be it'd be fun. 
Um, and I've already had like I, le- I legitimately had a dream the other night about being at his little league game. So things are going well. Like things are. <laughs> there's definitely not too much expectations currently. Um, for for what's going to happen here. So I, I, oh I, yeah, no expectations. Why don't you read your birth plan? Zero to two age wise. Uh, ha- work on hand eye coordination. You know, like little things to see. Like all right, how your re- reflexes here. Can you can you hit this? You know, like how make sure we're moving. Make sure we have the right movements. Um, I think that's gonna be important as as they grow older. Um, two to six is catching and throwing. You know, where you, you start to you lay the groundwork, like catch it. Let's work on some feet. Let's throw through the target, not to the target. And I'll start throwing some grounders at at him and let him just start. You know, working the hands a little bit. Get through the baseball. Get through the baseball. Um, six to nine age is agility and speed training. Mm-hmm. Now this is fun mm-hmm. coming from me who has no agility or speed, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that we, we can't work on those kind of things. Like, you're like, hi- you're hiring someone to, to do this for him, right? Or, or are you entrusting this to yourself here? I think, I think I'll hire someone after little league. And I just want to say the next one's my favorite. Nine to 12 is my favorite <laughs> skill refinement and mental toughness, mental toughness. Let's go. Well, baby because, Fritz. Oh, I guess at this point, uh, uh, adolescent Fritz, we're toughing you up, buddy. We're coming for you, kid. Well, mental toughness time. Because I think Tor- it does. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mentally torture you and see if you can handle it. Uh, what does this mean? Give me your mental toughness training. Well, because I read a quote from like Tiger Woods last week about how like if he can get in Charlie's head, then everyone can get in Charlie's head. So he's trying to get in his head so that he can block out all of the all of the haters. You know. It's good. He's trying to block out everyone on tour. So I figured so I, Tiger Woods is your is your parenting <laughs> model. In this instance. <laughs> I just want to get, you know, a handle on the situation. In in, in this instance. Okay. In sports okay. only. Yes. <laughs> so I figured like not taking relationship advice from Tiger is what you're saying no, or anything like that. No. no okay. So but I figured at this point, like I could um, you know, like not let him win at anything. You know, and like, oh, you got to beat me first. And like, that's going to be as big a reward as like, oh, I finally beat dad at a sport. Um, That's going to be the mental stuff. I'm not going to like berate him like uh, you're a loser. You know, I don't think that's what I'm going to do. But I haven't figured out the mental tough. Unless he's bad at baseball, then we'll see what happens, yeah. right? Well, my problem is is that I'm, like, not mentally tough at all. So it's going to be weird. Well, that's why I enjoyed it. Because I was like, how are you going to teach him mental toughness? That's what I, <laughs> That was my whole my whole question. I'm relatively. I'm, I, you're not mentally weak. No. You're definitely not mentally weak. But I don't know if I would say no, you're like. No, yeah, yeah, no. I'm not mentally you know. tough. Yeah, no. So, well, listen. We'll figure it out. Um... 12 Uncle to, James will stop in and, and help out with that. Twelve to seventeen intensive training. I don't know what that means either, but uh, it, it's going to be intensive. That's all we know. It's good. That's well, when working weightlifting and and yeah, running yeah, and yeah. and start you know get some high level training with 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 trainers and stuff. And then by eighteen, drafted by the Phillies, obviously. Doom. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> now, I'm not expecting rounds one through four, but four through ten. I, th- I think that's a really fair level expectation to have. Thank you. Yeah, I'm impressed with this whole list. I got to be honest. Thank I, you. I really, I'm really excited for this. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait for your kid to get here. Like, get here, kid, please, baby Fritz, yeah. get here. I, this is gonna be, this is gonna be just high level stuff. It's gonna be good content. I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, that. Well, I mean, it's the reason you're having him, so it's good. <laughs> yep, exactly. As, right. as we, as we've long established, new listeners are like, "What the bleep? What did they?" <laughs> yeah. Very excited, very excited. But yeah. obviously, disclaimer: whatever they they are passionate about, I'll be passionate about. But like, Aww, would love for it. Oh, look at you! Gonna be a good dad. I I plan on being a good dad, believe it or not. You're gonna be a good dad. I think you're gonna be a great dad. I think you're gonna be a top top notch dad. Top notch dad. <laughs> yeah, I really think so. Thanks, I think buddy. you're gonna be great. I really mean it. Um, all right, speaking of dads, uh, this is just for you because I know you, you'll absolutely love it, and then I need your help, the everyone's help through you. Um, but, uh, Zoe calls the Eagles Phillies. Love it. So like, that's my yeah. girl. That's so, yeah, my girl. Watching the Eagles game. And I'd be like, oh, give me like a go birds. And she goes, go Phillies go. And I'm like, oh, it's the Eagles. She's like, go Phillies go. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to roll with that now. So now whenever we're watching the Eagles, like 
where the Eagles are on anyway. Go Phillies, go. She'll just say, go Phillies, go. Like she's like, go Cubs, go or something. Yeah. I don't know where she got it, but she's her thing is go Phillies, go in any sporting event in the team she's rooting for. It's go Phillies, go. I, I like that he raised the high hope listener. I know. Like, I she, know. Like she, you passed down the diseased uh, Phillies fan. Yeah. Yeah, she's locked in on it. And who says the younger generation doesn't love baseball? That's right. That's right, buddy. All right. Uh, second thing. Now I need your help. Yes. And it's something that I, I brought up on the, the pod. I, I did this actually, you know, I don't remember when it was, after the World Series or something. Um, but I changed my Twitter bio. You know, and you know me, not a big um Yeah, not a big Twitter social, guy. Yeah, social media guy, whatever. But I changed it um to include the I was in the building for the quote unquote the for quote unquote the Bryce Harper home run. And at the time, it felt like, it, you know, it was the Bryce Harper home run. Um, it's obviously since completely just become Bedlam at the Bank. Like, it's Bedlam at the Bank. That's what everyone calls it. They freaking yearbook called it that and stuff. So I I need your, like, do I do I change it to Bedlam at the Bank? I was in the building for, for Bedlam at the Bank. Or or do I just leave it as is? Because that's what I initially thought I was. And it is still the Bryce Harper home run. I mean, of all his home runs, you know. That's the one, obviously. What do I do here, man? How? Uh, what, how what do I do? I, it's, it's been plaguing me, man. So here's what I would do. Is I would say that I rolled my ankle during the Bryce Harper home run. Well, so I didn't, though. That's the thing. It would be it would be lying. <laughs> hey, which, which I, home... rolled, I rolled my ankle during the Bryce Harper home run in Game 3 of the World Series. Uh, I didn't do it during the, the, the Bedlam at the Bank one. Damn yes. it. Damn. I know. It trust me. I would have I would have thought I permanently injured my ankle during the Bryce Harper run probably would have been in. I would but say I would say I was in the building for Bedlam at the Bank. I think I, I think it so sounds too. better. Yes. I think so too. I think so too. Okay. I that's, that's right. where I'm at. Also get the two one, so. get the two one five out of your bio. I mean, I have a two one five in my bio? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those like, oh, ah, it's like the, it's two the, one oh, five. Two, but it's not like a, it's because it's my location. It's just my location. Oh, so you can not have anything there. Oh, you don't have to, you don't have to have anything there. No, I took it out. You're gonna Philadelphia. It it's Ye- gone. My location's gone. All right. So, so should bet limit the bank be be in quotes or no? What do you think? Uh yes, I think it has to be in quotes. Okay, so I was in the building for bedlam at the bank. Yes, correct. Nope, not Beckham. Nope. Is there is there anything more annoying than than? Uh, Autocorrect, or is it like the single most annoying thing in the world? Uh, you know, I used to fight autocorrect and just turn it off, but then I was like, you know what? It's- oh, I've never turned it off. I accept it. I understand that it is, um, it does more good than bad for me, but the bad really bothers me. Yeah, it is ducking BS. So that's <laughs> pretty good. Look at you. Uh, all right, it's changed. It's good. official. So it's, it, it looks better. It looks better. Yeah, it does. It's cleaner. You're right. You're right. Uh, all right, that's all I got. So thanks for having me. You got anything else? Nah, 52 minutes is perfectly fine. You got a haircut anyway. I totally, honestly, I, so before the pod, Inside Baseball, before the pod, I was like, oh, do you want to get out a certain time? And you're like, no, we're good or whatever. I was like, oh, I'll try and be up by like seven or whatever. I honestly just forgot about your haircut. It's, it's all cool. good. It's so, just a haircut. Let's get out of here. Um, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Back next week. You know, we'll be there probably on StreamYard. You know, check us out. We'll do it live and all that stuff. Um, uh, I, that's all I got. Uh, go Phillies, go. Let's get some salsa.